Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. Because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode eight, and it is titled, How to Get in the Mood Even When You Are Stressed Out. This is a topic that comes up all the time with couples, especially couples that have been together for a long time, um, couples that have children. You know, how do they get in the mood when they're caught up in daily life and stress and all the tasks that have to be done? I mean, we, we hear this a lot like, well, but I, I'm not really in the mood. <laughs> and so maybe you are in a relationship right now and you're like, oh my God, even the thought of having sex is draining. It's one more thing on my to-do list and I don't think I can. Or maybe you're so caught up in your daily tasks and routines and things that have to get done that you don't even have time to really think about sex. <laughs> Statistics show that millennials are having less sex than their grandfathers. And that's pretty scary because we're thinking that we are so advanced in this society. We have technology to keep us all connected and all of that. And unfortunately, what I'm seeing happening more and more is a disconnection with our bodies. And unfortunately, people are having less sex. You know, it's funny because most people, especially millennials, I think, you know, people who are at the age that millennials are at now, They'll look back at their parents or their grandparents and they'll think, oh, they're a bunch of, you know, old fashioned, <laughs> conservative. They don't know. They don't know what, you know, we know now. Um, and it's really funny because, yeah, the statistics show that, that grandma and grandpa, they were having a whole lot more fun than you. <laughs> Well, so we're hoping this episode is going to help you because we want you to have that juicy sex life. And, you know, we're going to pull on some examples too from our own uh, love life as well, because even though we are aware of these things, it's it's still something, it, it requires constant attention. And even us, sometimes we allow stress to get in the way of our sex life. I mean, everything in this world, this is a conversation you and I have a lot about, <laughs> about all kinds of different things, but everything in this world, it's either growing or it's dying. There's mm -hmm. really no in-between. There's no like perfect stasis where something just stays exactly <laughs> the same all the time. If you own a car, if you're not constantly maintaining it and making it better, it's breaking down. If you own a house and you're not constantly fixing things, then it's falling apart. If you have a plant and you don't put some water regularly and some feeder every now and then, the plant is just not going to thrive. And, it's, <laughs> and, and the plant is either growing and getting bigger or it's dying and browning, right? So everything in this world that we live in is either growing or dying. And that's the main point. And your relationship and your sex life is no different. Mm -hmm. Either you're putting the energy into it and you're helping it to grow. Mm -hmm. and thrive or you're not and it's going to start to shrink and die yeah it's it's i think there's two myths that i really want to address first because i think there's some misconceptions that are really in the way of people having the sex that they want well the first myth is that people think that in order to have sex they need to be in the mood 
And, you know, it only works at the first six months of your relationship. Maybe up to two years if you're really yeah, lucky. That, that, that's because you're always in the mood. <laughs> what happens when you're not in the mood anymore? Well, that, that theory breaks down. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's that idea that when the stars are aligning perfectly and I'm feeling this perfect wave of like juiciness and I am connecting with my partner and my partner wants it the same way that I do, this is exactly the perfect scenario. Yeah, you might be waiting for a long time for that You're one. going to be waiting a very long time. <laughs> If you're like most people... You both work. Mm -hmm. You probably have children. You got a house to take care of. You got grocery shopping to do. There's like <laughs> a million different things that will keep you busy during the day. And if you wait until you have the free time and, <laughs> and the stars align because you have the free time and you also happen to be horny at the same time, like, whoo, it's like, Ooh, we got to wait for the eclipse to happen, you know? <laughs> it's just, it, it's not realistic is the point that we're trying to yeah. make. Well, one thing that I do like and I, I do see that luckily for us, it seems that often if you're not in the mood, I tend to want it and be in the mood. And then when I'm not in the mood, you have a little bit more energy. And it works well when that happens like this, because then, you know, you got to get past the idea of like, Why do I always have to initiate it? Who cares? I mean, the result is you're having sex. That's, that's a big one that, that we hear with couples. Like, Why do I always have to be the one to initiate? Well, it doesn't really matter who initiates. The point is somebody initiates and something <laughs> happens as a result of that. Now, I know it can sometimes be frustrating if you're always the one. Um, but if that's the dynamic of your relationship, well, what would you rather have? Would you rather always be the one initiating and then you're having regular sex or would you rather sit there and go well i initiated the last three times and i don't want to initiate this time <laughs> well that that's cutting off your nose to spite your face right <laughs> because now you're not having the sex where you could have just initiated and then you would have had sex <laughs> so in our dynamic i i'd say that i i actually initiate more and i want sex maybe more which is funny because that's the whole myth that the guy always does but it's not quite the case And, you know, I just had to get over it. One of the things that I do like is I do like to be chased and to be wanted. So what I realized was, okay, so I tend to be the one who wants sex and goes for it more often. I still want to be chased and um, have that my, my partner desire me. So how can I get this need met? So it doesn't always have to be like, I can be like, hey, chase me today. You know, like like grab me, grope me, like make me feel that I'm desired. And that works. So if you speak up to it and be like, hey, by the way, um, <laughs> it just happened this weekend. I was like, um, for the past hour, I I've been sending you lots of like sex signals. Are you not picking <laughs> up on those? <laughs> oh, guys, how many times have you heard that before, right? <laughs> But I've been hinting at it all day long. And you're like, really? <laughs> I didn't get the message. <laughs> Sometimes those signs can be really subtle. And, you know, that's, that's kind of that whole thing of like, you know, myth number two, your partner's responsible for your arousal, right? So what, what we don't want is we don't want to have to always rely on our partner to be the one to arouse us because 
sometimes we might not even realize our partner is trying to arouse us, <laughs> right? So the, talking about this this past weekend, yeah, she was giving very subtle signals. I know, they were obvious, Kevin. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so if I were if I were relying on her um, to get me into that mood, it, it it wouldn't have ever happened because I didn't even realize that that's what she was even trying to do in that moment. Yeah. But what I liked about that is, you know, I was trying to send signals. It didn't seem to work. And I was like, my end result is I want us to have sex. So uh, I'm going to be very blunt about it and say, are you seeing my signals? And it's like, no. And then I'm pointing at, hey, I've done this, this and that. Oh, okay. And then I was like, okay, then that means you want sex. Let's let's go for it. So... so- so what you're describing there is you actually communicated yeah. what you wanted <laughs> rather than doing these subtle signals that usually go over our heads or around mm-hmm. our backs or <laughs> wherever they go that mm-hmm. we don't see them. You just came right out and said, hey, this is, this is where I'm at. This mm-hmm. is what I want. Then if you get past the idea that your partner is responsible to get you in the mood, you're going to go way further too, because your arousal is your own responsibility. And we're going to talk more about what we call the constant state of arousal, because this is a very, very essential concept. I'm seeing Kevin right here, like ready to jump in. So I I think I'm I'm just going to let him talk. Well, I, I was just, you know, when you say in that voice that you just said, constant state of arousal, it's like, ooh, ooh, yeah, I'm already getting in a constant state of arousal. <laughs> but, but what we're talking about here when we say constant state of arousal is, <clears throat> think of it this way. Uh, it's, you live someplace where it's really cold and it's cold and it's totally snowing and your car's been sitting there in the driveway and it hasn't moved and it's completely covered in snow. It hasn't run in a day or however long. And you want to drive it somewhere. So you have to go out there, you know, get all the snow and the ice off and start the car up and let it run for a while so that it can warm up before it can actually really perform. As opposed to, let's say you've already done that and you drove to the store and you ran your errands and then uh, the car was turned off and sitting in the parking lot while you were in the store doing your thing and then you came back out and you just got in, started it up and boom, you were off, right? Because the car was already warm. And so when we talk about this constant state of arousal, that's kind of what we mean is every day doing something, little things, and we'll throw out ideas of stuff that we do, but these little things every day that that keep you attracted to your partner, that that keep you in that what we call constant state of arousal so that you don't have to go from zero Mm -hmm. to 10. You maybe go from three Mm -hmm. or four Mm -hmm. to 10. And it's a much easier move to do that than it is to go from totally zero. Yeah. And again, it's taking responsibility for your own turn on and arousal. That means that you do things that do turn you on. You are putting energy and attention into the fact that you are a sexual being. And it's actually fun. It's a game. It's not It's not one more thing to do. It's more like, because when you experience more pleasure in your life, life becomes way easier. <laughs> it's just, that's what you want. And these things, yeah, they're going to help you have more sex, but they're actually going to shift your entire relationship. Mm-hmm. Because if you do these little things all the time and you're always in that constant state of arousal, you will see 
that the way you look at and treat your partner on a day-to-day basis is going to be different than if you weren't doing those things. Mm-hmm, totally. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a ripple effect across your entire relationship. Mm-hmm, that's 100% a big yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the other idea too is that sometimes you're stuck in that place where you're like, I'm so stressed, I can't even think of sex or I don't even want to. But sex helps you reduce stress. <laughs> and it's like... How do you how do you get there? Because if you understand that, okay, I'm going to show, talk about a different example. We work out every day and every morning. Why do I work out? I work out because I love to feel strong. I love how toned my body is. I love how I feel fit. I love how I can go on hikes and not be out of breath. I love I love the feeling that I get from it. Do I feel extremely excited and eager to work out every single morning? Absolutely not. But do I do it even when I'm not really in the mood? Yes, because of my why, because of what's beyond and behind it. And sex is the same thing. Why do you have sex? This is an interesting run, right? Because you can get stuck in this sort of circular logic, mm-hmm. which is uh, I'm stressed out, so I'm not in the mood for sex. But sex will actually help, if I allow myself to have sex, reduce the stress. Mm-hmm. But I can't reduce the stress because I'm not having sex, so therefore I can't have sex because <laughs> I'm too stressed out, right? There's this like circular logic thing mm-hmm. that can happen. And so you really want to be able to break out of that. You need to realize that, yeah, okay, you're stressed. You're maybe not in the mood. But but by getting yourself in the mood and doing it anyway, you'll see that you very quickly get in the mood. And you'll also see that um, that, that dynamic will change. Mm-hmm. I very, I mean, even though I said I, I often initiate sex, and that's true, and I don't always feel in the mood either and i'm like what (laughs) now you tell me just kidding but i really really know that okay i'll start i'll I'll give it a few minutes you know i'll be like okay i'll i'll do it like i'll get into it for like five ten minutes and then see if we want to continue and i have yet to find a time where i said okay that was enough (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes i found that actually Putting a timer can help because if you are overwhelmed, if you are stressed and you're like, oh my gosh, but if you can think, okay, I'm going to give my relationship this 20 minutes. I mean, come on, 20 minutes. It's it's not that long. And literally you can put a timer and it doesn't have to lead anywhere with penetration. It could just be fooling, fooling around, appreciating each other's bodies, making out, I mean, heavy petting, whatever is your thing at that moment. But if you give it space and you have a, a beginning and an end, then you can give yourself fully into it. Yeah. And well, so this this goes <laughs> this goes into another area that we talk about all the time, which is you have to schedule a date night. We tell this to every couple that we talk to, mm-hmm. and sometimes they think it's kind of we need to schedule like you're taking all the fun out of it. But here's the thing. In our fast-paced, busy, modern lives, if we don't put the time aside, it's too easy to get filled up with other things. Mm -hmm. And even when you have nothing planned, you're like, we have 
absolutely nothing planned this evening, so it's great. And then you're like, oh, I just got this one thing I got to check over here. I got to send, turn that email. And oh, let's then, just watch one, watch one show and then Right, let's just watch one in. show. Right, exactly. <laughs> so the idea is set time aside on a regular basis mm -hmm. and make sure that you give it the same importance that you would any other meeting or thing that you've scheduled. So you don't just put it on the calendar and then when something else comes up that's better or more important or whatever, you just blow it off. That That's not giving your relationship no, enough No California priority. dating here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we live in South California and uh, this is kind of a joke around here, but like a lot of people do that California dating, which means I'm committing to doing something with you unless something better comes, comes up <laughs> <laughs> so date night is on the schedule and nothing nothing gets in the way of date night unless you're both sick there's a death or like there's something like really really big and if it does happen then you immediately reschedule the date night and put it on the calendar on a different day exactly and the idea is you are really setting the time aside, you're making the relationship a priority. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I, I can honestly say too, that there are a lot of times when we have, you know, we have a, a date night scheduled and there are a lot of times that by the time it's time for date night, I'm not in the mood at all. I'm still thinking about all the work tasks I didn't get done that day mm -hmm. and, and how, how, what I really should have done was, was work after dinner and catch up on things rather than make time for date night. But I understand that if I were to do that regularly, I wouldn't be nurturing my relationship. Mm -hmm. And that then the relationship would start going backwards and start going into the dying phase instead mm -hmm. of the growing phase. So what, what is your relationship worth to you? How important is it? Mm -hmm. right? You set aside the time. And then it doesn't matter whether or not you're in the mood because you'll get in the mood. I personally find that even when I'm not in the mood at all, If we just start doing it, I don't mean like just start penetrating and, you know, fucking, but if we just start connecting, <laughs> whether it's through touch or, you know, kissing or massage or... Breathing or laughing and touching. Whatever it is, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, yeah, I can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up now. <laughs> <laughs> I am now up for this experience. <laughs> And, you know, we had a very interesting experience. This weekend we went camping and um, we love to go outdoors and, and, and just do adventures. And I just bought this amazing new sleeping bag and I was so excited to finally being able to try it. And usually we have a double sleeping bag that we use when we go car camping, which was what we did because then we get to both be in the same sleeping bag and it's more fun. But this was my single sleeping bag. It's like all down... Anyway, you get the point. It's really nice. And I just had to try it. But it meant I was going to sleep by myself in my sleeping bag, which I did. And it was awesome. I was able to sleep naked. And he was cold in his sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> But what I noticed is that even though we spent the entire weekend together and we were hiking and climbing and, and being in the hammock, I felt that... I wanted more connection. Like I didn't feel totally connected or I wanted more love or romance or something. And I was like, what's going on? Like I kind of felt a little needy in a sense. And I was like, why is that so? Because we are together. What is happening? 
And what I noticed is that in the two nights that we were camping, I didn't get as much skin-to-skin contact than I usually do. And I was just on my, like in my own sleeping bag. It was heaven, but I wasn't connected. And sure, we snuggled in the morning and, and just were like both in our own sleeping bag, but we weren't touching skin to skin. And I was really like making a joke how you absolutely need to ditch your pajamas if you're still wearing pajamas. <laughs> like having that touch and skin to skin contact is essential to feeling the connection to reducing your stress level because it's going to build oxytocin oxytocin for you as a woman is essential for you to feel good helps you bond with your partner and you get it from that touch but not through both sleeping bags you know naked is better (laughs) (laughs) well while we do both highly recommend ditching your pajamas if you're gonna wear pajamas make them something sexy right because we're talking about trying to be in a constant state of arousal here so how do you do that you know walk around the house naked Celine's always walking around shaking her butt at me like that's all it takes most of the time it's like oh my god she just walked by and totally just shook her ass at me <laughs> walk around naked wear sexy clothes lingerie little dresses whatever it is you know tight shirt if you're a dude you know what like something that like every time they walk by you they're mm-hmm. like ooh, it's look at that I had seen this cartoon once that I loved and I, I cut it off like from the magazine that clipped it and it was so fun because I had this picture of a woman that was dressed in sweatpants and it says and it says this is how I dress for the person I love most and then right next to it there was this picture of the same woman but all dressed up with a pearl necklace and a dress and stuff this is how I dress for people I don't want to have sex with <laughs> And it made me think, and as much as I love to be comfortable, and I'm not saying you never can wear sweats or be comfortable at home, but there is a, it's very important to also maintain that attraction and and really taking care of yourself at home so that your partner also gets to see you looking really good. And it's just for you, man, or your woman. Your partner is the one that should see you at your best the most. That's true. Right? So whatever that is, that's... If you're a guy, if she likes you to be clean shaven, try to be clean shaven more often. Or wear nice clothes or don't wear any clothes. Or, you know, <laughs> just little things like that, that. That Remember the things that made your partner attractive to you in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And keep doing them. Exactly. Why does everybody stop doing those things once they've been together for a while? It's ridiculous. The other important thing to do is stress management. So since we're talking about how to get in the mood, even when you're totally stressed out, then you need to take care of the stress. Stress is very sneaky. You don't really realize you're stressed out until you are really stressed out. It's subtle. And, uh, you know, I'd like to say that stress is the boner killer. <laughs> and I make a joke out of it, but the science actually bears this out. In other words, um, high levels of stress deplete testosterone. Mm-hmm. And when your de- testosterone is depleted, as a guy, you know, you just don't have the same urge. Yeah, and it's harder to get an erection. I mean, yeah, totally. So stress management, which means management also because you're doing this on a regular basis. You're not just waiting until you are totally breaking down. And you're noticing like that stress is always there. So let's see if we can manage it and reduce it little by little. And I've got a cool list here that of things that I, I recommend. First, number one is to go for a nature walk. 
I think nature is designed to help us de-stress. Go hug a tree. Doesn't matter if you look like a lunatic. Like hug a tree. Trust me, I do that all the time. It's even more fun if you're naked when you do it. <laughs> okay, yeah, but it might not work for everyone. But <laughs> spend time in nature. Go barefoot. Like if you live by the beach like us, go for a walk on the beach, the negative ions, all of that will help you bring yourself back into balance. Walk barefoot in the grass. Like really, and imagine that you have deep roots that go all the way down into the earth. Like earth can recycle it and she can compost all of that and give it like have that intention of releasing. Practice three minutes of belly breathing. Most of us are very shallow breather and Deep belly breathing is one way to help you just get into your body. The more you breathe, the more you feel. And if your goal is to feel aroused, then breathe deeply. (laughs) (laughs) We like to meditate. We meditate every morning because that's our practice. And that's one way to manage your stress level. Kevin talked about that earlier, about receiving a massage. And that's one way, you know, you can give that to one another. Listen to music or play music. We like to play music together. That's really fun. Uh, But music is another way to, and I'm not talking about uh, bad hip hop, because that's not probably going to distress you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, generally any music that you like will help, Mm -hmm. but, you know, try to pick something that's not agitating, something that's not stressful. Mm-hmm. Another one to uh, reduce your stress is to exercise, actually, so move. And it's kind of the same then with sex. You're like, oh, I'm not really in the mood. Why should I do it? It's like, oh, I'm tired. Why should I move? Uh, but again, as soon as we start moving, the energy starts moving. Yeah, this is another one of those ones that gets into that sort of circular pattern of I'm too tired to exercise, but I'm tired because I don't exercise. <laughs> I know, it's a crazy one. You know, sometimes give yourself permission to take a nap. That's pretty nice. You know, 20 minutes in the afternoon. Put your timer, you know. Another big one of here that's one of my favorite is laugh. Laugh together. I constantly make Kevin laugh because I love it. I think I'm super funny and I love being fun and it makes my day so much better. And laughter helps to release stress. And then last but not least on our stress management uh, kind of little bullet points here, talk about sex. (laughs) Frequently. (laughs) That goes a long way towards keeping you in that constant state of arousal. Mm -hmm. And if you're like, why don't we talk about sex? Well, here's the thing. Do you drive together? If yes, maybe you can turn off the radio and start asking each other sex questions. That's a fun game that we like to do. Celine likes to come up with sex questions. And the thing is, we've been together long enough that we pretty much know (laughs) everything about each other. But yeah, it's still a fun game. And every once in a while, something still comes up that you're like, oh, really? Uh Oh, interesting. (laughs) And, you know, these are the moments where it's really nice to just like come up with those questions and and put those into your little like file mentally and be like, okay, I'm going to keep that. And then the thing too, when you start to talk about sex is that you're going to start to want it. You know, it's kind of the same that when you start to talk about some really good food and then you're like, oh, I'm kind of starting to get hungry. Maybe I should go for a nice meal. Guess what? It works the same with sex. (laughs) Make it sound good, though, so that it's appealing. That's right. So stress is a big thing. Stress is probably one of the number one reasons why people 
either stop having sex or don't have as much sex as they would like. So it's an important one to address. This isn't this the intent of this episode isn't really to go deep into how to manage stress because that would be several more episodes in and of themselves. But just know that managing your stress level is important. But what we want to do, since we only have a little bit of time left here in this episode, is we want to give you some tools, some takeaways, some things that you can take immediately after this podcast is over and start incorporating. Mm -hmm. So we've already busted the two myths, right? Um, You don't have to be in the mood in order to have sex, and your partner is not responsible for your arousal, right? We, we, We understand that, like... We got that part covered. So now, what is it that we can take with us out into the real world and put into practice so that we can stay in a constant state of arousal and we can experience more sex? First of all, date night. Date night needs to be on the calendar. And date night needs to have one rule, one rule only, is to be naked. (laughs) And that's it. And you see where it goes from there. But that you have to be at least having some time of nakedness. And the idea is there's no expectation there. That's no why that's the only rule. It's not, well, every single date night we have to have sex. No, now, some play you a board will, game naked. Some you won't. <laughs> but the idea is you make time. You're setting dedicated time mm-hmm. aside for you, your partner, and the relationship. Mm-hmm. And you know we recommend that you make that time naked because if you do, there's a very high likelihood that you will end up having sex at some point in the evening. <laughs> Like Kevin likes to say, keep stoking the fire throughout the week. So those little things that, you know, and we said about talking with your partner, ask your partner, what is it that they like? What is it that turns them on? And then do it. Yeah, yeah, do it. That's the big thing. <laughs> Actually do it. Yeah. But I want to go back to that keep stoking the fire for a minute because mm-hmm. we, we didn't really cover that in too much depth before. But it's lots of little things. It could be wearing sexy clothes around the house. It could be wearing no clothes around the house. It could be, and this is if the person actually likes it, it could be, you know, grabbing them. Like something loves it when I walk by and just grab her ass or give her a hug or give her a kiss all these little things, you know. It could know. be verbal appreciation. Verbal appreciation. That's a great one. It could be little gifts. It could be some acts of service, doing something to help around the house. Exactly. It could be small acts of sex, too. <laughs> it could be quality time, mm-hmm. like where you actually put your phone down and look into each other's eyes. Exactly. Like these these are what, what works. And you have to talk about it to know what works for your partner. And then, like we said, do it. And then be curious, be curious, keep asking questions, like, and, and keep doing it. Literally, that's, if there's one thing you're going to remember is like, take action. You can never stop putting energy into the relationship because then it's going to go downhill. A small action a day to keep the sex juicy. All right, that is the perfect place to stop. (laughs) Thanks for joining us on this episode, and we will see you next time. We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>